0: bodybuilder turned Hollywood A-lister who commanded $30 million for a film. But perhaps Arnold Schwarzenegger's best acting happened within the walls of his home, under his wife's nose, for over a decade. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcasts: the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited.
1: Now you know like you. Hello, Zara
0: McDonald. Hello, Michelle Andrews. How are we? Good. We have our second Hollywood philanderer. <laughs> I'm so excited. Second of three philanderers we are talking about today. <laughs> a and the- trio of philanderers. And I'm obsessed with this story too. I'm, oh. a- I'm obsessed with them all. They're all very unique
1: they are they're our unique little guys and to be honest guys Arnold Schwarzenegger while he is a household name while he is one of perhaps the most recognizable celebrities in Hollywood if not the world it would take a lot for us to want to talk about him for an hour but that's exactly what this scandal is it is a lot it is such a good story that we care so deeply about Arnold Schwarzenegger now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we're going to give you a pretty brief overview of what Arnie's career and upbringing was like. But truthfully, I think we're going to spend the bulk of this episode talking about his relationship with ex-wife Maria Shriver. I think we just jump straight into oh. it, Mish, because their relationship began in 1977. So we're kind of going to rewind to 1977 and tell you guys who he was by that point in time. <laughs>
1: Thank you. All right, Zara. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger was born on July 30, 1947, in Austria. To give you a really brief overview of his upbringing, his early life did have some really dark tales within it. His father was the local chief of police. He also had involvement with the Nazis during World War II. And Arnold has described his father as abusive. Arnold also had problems with his brother, who died at the age of 24 due to drink driving. Interestingly, Arnie didn't attend either his brother or his father's funerals. By the time that they died, they were very much estranged.
0: Yeah, of the abuse he experienced growing up, Arnold has told the Scotsman newspaper, Every time I got hit and every time someone said, You can't do this, I said, This is not going to be for much longer because I'm going to move out of here. I want to be rich. I want to be somebody. And so he did exactly that. After serving in the Austrian army for one year as an 18 year old, old, which was required by law at the time, he got to work on making himself one of the most prominent names in bodybuilding. In 1966, at the age of 19, he got the opportunity to compete in Mr. Universe, a bodybuilding competition in London where he placed second.
1: Yeah, so he spent the next year in London training and honing his craft and at the age of 20 became the youngest ever winner of Mr. Universe. As his bodybuilding career was officially taking off, Arnold moved to Los Angeles in 1968 when he was just 21 years old. Now, he had been dreaming of moving to the US since he was 10 years old. It had been his childhood dream. Once he moved, he enrolled at Santa Monica College to learn English. Within the next decade, Arnold Schwarzenegger became the youngest ever winner of Mr. Olympia. Now, that is the most important, the biggest bodybuilding competition around the world. He established himself as the name in bodybuilding, the biggest person in the His 1977 weight training guide was called Arnold, the education of a bodybuilder, and it became a complete runaway Mm -hmm. success. Yeah, as
0: a kind of curious aside, Arnold actually also has later admitted to using performance-enhancing steroids over the years, something that he would later actually campaign against as Californian (laughs) governor, but we'll get to that period (laughs) of his life later. Anyway, it was his success both as a bodybuilder and also a source of, I guess, what we call Fitzperation <laughs> Fitspo. <laughs> to other young men that by 1977, he
1: was a pretty well-recognized Hollywood celeb. Yeah, he was 30 years old. He was seen as the masculine beauty ideal, really. Yes, and absolutely. he was making waves.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Maria Shriver now. Who was she by 1977? Well, Maria Shriver, very importantly, is part of the Kennedy dynasty. She was the second child of politician Sergeant Shriver and activist Eunice Kennedy, Mish. Yeah,
1: Eunice's brothers were former President JFK, former U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy and former Senator Ted Kennedy. Now, if you have any idea about how families work, (laughs) (laughs) family trees, family trees, you will have twigged that this all means that Maria's uncle, Maria Shriver's uncle was JFK. Yes, and you don't need us to tell you that the Kennedy family were a
0: total U.S. political institution, but we're going to tell you that anyway. <laughs> for every year, uh, for context, between 1947 and 2011, at least one Kennedy member served in federal office. What that meant, and I think just generally being part of the Kennedy family, meant much of Maria's life was spent
1: performing being a Kennedy. Like It was it's almost like the american royal family yeah and it was their key identifier being part of this family it was their entire universe yeah when arnold met maria he noted of her family in his memoir and i quote an aspect of being a kennedy cousin i quickly learned was that you were never completely free maria was expected to go to hyenas port in the summer accompany the family on winter vacation and be home at thanksgiving and christmas if someone had a birthday or a wedding she had better be there since there were so many cousins the number of command performances was high
0: it's a big commitment i mean i know there are harder things in life to have to go on winter vacation and things like that (laughs) but you don't have a life outside this family Mm. and if you're wondering if this sounds a little culty here's another passage from arnie's book that gives you a bit more context the degree of conformity among the kennedys was extreme not a single one of the 30 cousins was a republican for example if you gather 30 members of any extended family it is almost impossible that all of them are the same That's why I always used to tease Maria. I said to her, your family's like a bunch of clones. If you ask your brother to name his favorite color, he doesn't know. He'll say, we like blue. We
1: like blue. I mean, Arnold's a bit of a dick, but I thought that quote's quite funny. I actually really like that. I don't like Arnold. But I do really love the way he talks about the Kennedy family. You can really see it. Well, yeah. And I think you can
0: understand as an outsider how it feels to go in there. And he's bang on. If you gather 30 people from the same family, I don't know anyone that would all vote the
1: same. No way. And so that brings us to the Robert F. Kennedy Celebrity Tennis Tournament where these two met. It was August 1977. Maria Shriver was just 21 years old. Arnold was 30. Now, they were introduced at this celebrity tennis tournament by a mutual friend. Arnie wrote about this in his memoir. He said, She had on an attractive outfit that was both evening-y and casual. By the way, that was evening <laughs> <laughs> She looked like this was her moment. She was funny and she liked to laugh. A little later, I was also introduced to Eunice Kennedy Shriver, Maria's mother. The first words I blurted out were, Your daughter has a great ass." I always love to say outrageous things to people, but Eunice didn't even blink. That's very nice, she replied. What an odd thing to do. How, how little social awareness or few social skills do you have to have to walk up to a woman who you find attractive and say to her mother that she has a great ass? Especially, I know it shouldn't matter, but especially like... a kennedy fame
0: yeah like they're quite they're recognized as quite an uptight family they're proper yeah arnie says the whole time during the tournament maria and her cousin caroline which is of course jfk's only daughter was circulating each with a camera photographing everybody and taking many pictures of
1: me It's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Straight after the celebrity tennis tournament, which was all within the one day, Maria invited Arnold to go with her to Hyannisport, which is the home of the Kennedy compound. Now, in Hyannisport, the Kennedys own six acres of waterfront land where they have multiple properties for various family members.
0: Yeah, it's quite a famous compound. So he flew from the tournament to Hyannisport on the family's private plane. He recalled, there was a lot to figure out. Why was there a family compound? <laughs> Why have all these houses just bunched all together? It was fascinating how the Kennedys circled amongst themselves. Today, we'll have cocktails at Teddy's and then we'll have dinner at Pat's. Tomorrow, we'll have breakfast over with Eunice and Sarge and so on. So,
1: <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Arnie and Maria got on so well that they decided to date. Only not date in the way that you guys might be thinking. It seems like Arnold and Maria Shriver... Did long distance for about three years, and it doesn't exactly sound like they were monogamous or maybe exclusive. We get the impression from Arnold's book at least that they were seeing other people for the three years that they were dating. After three years of long distance though, Maria Shriver moved to California to live with Arnie.
0: Yeah, they lived together in secret though, Mish. Maria's parents were pretty conservative so even when she actually moved to California to be with Arnie, she had to keep up appearances to her parents that they weren't actually living together. So to get around the situation, Arnie and Maria set up an entire apartment a few blocks away and would pretend to Live there when her parents were going down.
1: Yeah, so they had like a dummy apartment. And when the parents came... They split up. They split up and this was Maria's apartment and she would would never sleep at Arnold's house. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's on having cash, I guess. (laughs) Now, perhaps this will show our naivety, but it was a bit of a surprise to learn just how long Arnie and Maria dated before they locked things down for good. Like, for the 70s at least, it seems like this was a fairly non-traditional Courting relationship situation. For instance, despite meeting in 1977 at that tennis tournament we told you about and then moving in together in 1980, these two didn't actually marry until they had known each other for nine years. They married in 1986. And according to Arnie, this was all Maria's decision.
0: Yeah. So as he writes in his memoir, it was actually Kennedy family law to get married later than most. It was kind of seen as unclassy for anyone to get married in their 20s. Sorry, Michelle. (laughs) Arnie wrote that there was always a family emphasis on getting a degree, working for a living, and after a long period of courting, finally getting married. He gave the example in this book that Sergeant Eunice, Maria's parents, famously courted for seven years before she would agree to marry him in the 1950s, which seems like quite a long time in the 50s.
1: How old are you when you're getting married? You just, you'll almost be 30. I'll be a few months shy of thirty, so you're just a little bit unclassy. I know I'm only only
0: a smidge unclassy,
1: classier you, than me. You, you are in
0: a, <laughs> <laughs> deep in the unclassy territory.
1: Now, Arnold wrote in his memoir, Maria felt quite comfortable not marrying now when she was twenty five, but rather waiting until thirty at least. There was a lot she wanted to do first. By the time they became husband and wife, Arnold was thirty nine and Maria was thirty one. We were really intrigued, Zara, by the passages in this memoir about why arnold loves maria too (laughs) yeah he
0: wrote in the book the reality is that maria was not a trophy it made no difference what the name was if i hadn't been her style and she hadn't have been mine we never would have ended up together Her personality, her look, her intelligence, her wit, what she brought to the table and how much she was able to participate without missing a beat were what mattered to me. Maria meshed with everything that I was, what I stood for and what I was doing. That was a very important reason why I was considering that this woman could be my life partner. I got addicted to her. It was hard
1: to be without her. Later on, he added, I could go on for hours about what draws me to Maria, but still never fully explain the magic. Ronald Reagan famously would sit and write 10-page love letters to his wife, Nancy, while she was sitting just across the room. I used to think, why wouldn't he just tell her? But then I realized that writing something is different from saying it, and that love stories are built around people's idiosyncrasies. I also think that
0: note from above where he said she wasn't a trophy is interesting because, yeah, of course, by definition, she's not a trophy. Like he's trying to imply that she had so much more to her than, you know, what he offered her in an image-based perception of their relationship. But knowing what we know of how many affairs he had, That essentially does mean that he thought she was a
1: trophy. Well, this is the thing. It's like those passages we just read out would be lovely if his actions even remotely aligned. (laughs) Unfortunately, it feels like these are two different people. Like what Arnold actually lived out and what he wrote in that book are completely disparate. Now, what about Maria's love for him? On that, Arnold wrote... I understood why I appealed to her. Maria was such a forceful personality that she would just run over guys. They would become immediate slaves. So here was me who you can't run over. I was confident. I'd accomplished things. I was somebody. She admired the fact that I was an immigrant who had come over here and built a life. She could see from my personality that I'd figure out her family and feel comfortable around them. Maybe he has a point. I mean, maybe you do need to be very headstrong to become part of the Kennedy family. I'm just not sure if that men become immediate slaves unless they're Arnold Schwarzenegger in Maria's presence. I'm just not sure it's the compliment to her. She (laughs) thinks it is.
0: Like, I do appreciate what he is saying, that she's a strong person. She's got a strong family. Therefore, she's attracted to me because I'm a strong personality. Mm. She just comes across as a bit of a clunky line. Mish, we're going to talk about what happened with the rest of their relationship, their marriage, their kids, and how it all unraveled after the break.
1: All right, Zara. So finally, in April 1986, these two walked down the aisle and their wedding was huge. As The Washington Post wrote at the time, movie stars and Kennedys know how to do these things. So let's talk about this wedding that had the media in a chokehold. We were actually lucky enough to find a number of archived newspaper reports from April 1986 about this wedding day. Most of the articles spoke about Maria's family connections, the 500-person guest list, the fact that the ceremony took place at a Roman Catholic church in Hyannis, Maria's maid of honour was her cousin, Caroline Bouvier-Kennedy, of course, JFK's daughter. Arnold's best man was the Italian bodybuilder, Dr. Franco Colombo. Notable attendees included Jackie O, Diane Sawyer, Barbara Walters, and Andy Warhol, who arrived 20 minutes after the ceremony began. What a power move. According to
0: the New York Times, 36 police officers were assigned to work at the wedding and protect patrons because the couple were so high profile. Some reports speculate that the masses outside the wedding exceeded 10,000 people. The Chicago Tribune also noted that seemingly half of the photographers in America waited out the front of the church to try and get a photo of the bride and groom. Many reportedly climbed nearby trees to get the best angle.
1: Which is all to say, these two were like a very big deal. This was the celebrity wedding of the year. Here's another passage from that Chicago Tribune article. Maria wore an elaborate gown of white silk, satin and lace. Her bridesmaids, including maid of honour, Caroline Kennedy, wore brightly coloured two-piece suits that made them look like stewardesses on a brand new airline. Fuck. It's not exactly what you want as a bridesmaid. It's not really. (laughs) After the church, the guests headed to the Kennedy
0: compound for a night of excess. Reportedly, the cake was so large, it weighed 425 pounds, Which is about 192 kilograms. (laughs) So I don't even know how a cake gets that big. How How, does it get so (laughs) chunky? From there, the pair went on to have four children. Catherine, Christina, Patrick, and Christopher. Keep Christopher in mind, particularly. He is the youngest of the Schwarzenegger children. He was born on the 27th of September, 1997, <laughs> and you will be hearing more about that date
1: in a little bit. September 27, keep it in mind. From there, once he became a husband and a father of four, Arnold's star only grew. He became known as one of the highest paid actors in the world. He made more than $30 million for his role in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines in two thousand. he then after he had achieved massive amounts of success in bodybuilding then the entertainment industry he decided to give politics a crack he is an ardent republican and the sunday times in the uk reportedly predicted that arnold's net worth sat at over 400 million dollars when he decided to make a run for governor yeah so by 2003
0: he decided that yep he'd follow in maria's family's Footsteps, I guess, and begin his career in politics. As you mentioned, though, Mish, he is an ardent Republican. Her family are very famous Democrats. In October 2003, though, just a week before the election, the LA Times published a pretty damning report about his treatment of women in the workplace.
1: Yeah, six women who had worked with Arnold spoke to the Times for this story and provided stories from the 1970s up until the early 2000s. Two of the women who spoke to the Times agreed to be named. One of them was a public figure in her own right. She was a late-night British television host named Anna Richardson. Now, Anna told the Times that she was interviewing Arnold as part of a press junket in the year 2000 for his film, the sixth day. She told the newspaper this. I went to shake Arnold's hand and he grabbed me onto his knee and said, Before you go, I want to know if your breasts are real. At that point, he circled my left nipple with his finger and said, Yes, they are real.
0: Three women shared separate accounts of being groped on the breasts by Arnold. Another said he had reached up her skirt to grope her bum. Another alleged that he would tried to remove her swimsuit in a hotel lift. Here's how Arnold's team responded to the article. First, we got this from his spokesperson, Sean Walsh. We believe Democrats and others are using this to try and hurt Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign. We believe that this is coming so close before the election, something that discourages good, hardworking,
1: decent people from running for office. <sighs> we also had Arnold's publicist, a woman named Cheryl Maine, directly respond to Anna Richardson's allegations. That was the allegation during the press junket. To those allegations, Cheryl told the LA Times that Anna had actually instigated that incident by cupping her right breast and commenting, what do you think of these? As an aside, that statement, Anna said, was an outright lie. She promptly sued Arnold for libel and settled with him for an undisclosed amount in 2006 after those quotes from Cheryl Maine were published. Yeah, the next day after the LA Times piece,
0: though... Arnold's tone softened a little bit. The Guardian quoted him as saying, It is true that I was on rowdy movie sets and I have done things that were not right, which I thought then was playful. But now I recognize that I offended people. Those people that I have offended, I want to say to them I am deeply sorry about that and I apologize because that is not what I am trying to do. A lot of the stuff in the story is not true, but I have to say that when there is smoke, there is fire.
1: Mm. what (laughs) in response to all the controversy maria shriver actually went on oprah to address the allegations she told oprah i know the man i'm married to i've been with him for 26 years i make up my mind on him based on him not based on what people say can you imagine the fury if your partner behaved like a total asshole whatever word you want to use for it to the point where you as his wife have to go on Oprah Winfrey's talk show and publicly defend him like I would be irate behind the scenes but why would you go on the show? I think if you're married, As Marie but clearly wanted to. Yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. I think she had total power here. I don't feel sorry for her in this case at all. She has so much agency. I'm not sure about that line of thought. I make up my mind based on him, not based on what people say. I think that's actually one of the worst ways to move through the world. Oh, for sure. To say, I only decide how I feel about people based on how they treat me, not how they treat other people. If I had my partner... Have an article like this come out? There's no fucking way I'm going on national TV and talking about
1: it. I don't feel sorry for Maria Shriver. I can just imagine the fury she would have felt behind closed doors. She clearly felt like she had to do this for whatever reason, whether it was to save her own face, whether it was to save her marriage, or whatever, save the family's public image as well, the Kennedy family. She chose to this. marry him. She absolutely did. I would just love to be a fly on the wall for that argument when this all came out. Because well, I think that I would be very interesting. I think we're assuming there is an argument
0: and not that she just flatly didn't believe these allegations mm. and was desperate to clear the record. That is a possibility too. Mm. Regardless of all of this, Arnold still won. He served as Californian governor between November 2003 and January 2011. We are a celebrity show, though, so you best believe we won't be spending a second on
1: on his political tenure. So let's fast forward seven-ish years. Yes, let's fast forward, in fact, to January 4, 2011. That is a day after Arnold's term as the governor of California came to an end. Now, Arnold and Maria went to their relationship therapist's office for an appointment. That fact in itself isn't remarkable. Arnold and Maria had been doing couples counselling for a few months by this point and they were mostly going to deal with the idea of Arnold retiring like their adult children had grown up they had moved out and they were about to enter that latter phase of their marriage where they're around each other all the time they're not working all the time how are we going to navigate that this particular couple's counseling session was different though Maria herself knew that this appointment had the potential to change her life forever yes
0: here's how arnie wrote about this meeting in a chapter of his memoir ominously titled the secret the minute we sat down the therapist turned to me and said maria wanted to come here today and ask about a child whether you fathered a child with your housekeeper mildred that's why she wanted to meet so let's talk about it (laughs) he described that moment by saying in the initial instant when time seemed to stand still i said to myself Well, Arnold, you wanted to tell her. Surprise, this is it. Here's your moment. Maybe it's the only way you'd ever have had the nerve. I told the therapist, it's true. Then I turned to Maria. It's my child, I said. (laughs) I know. It happened 14 years ago. I didn't know about him at first, but I've known about it now for several years. I told her how sorry I felt about it, how wrong it was that it was my fault. I just unloaded everything. It was one of those stupid things that I promised myself never to do. My whole life, I never had anything going with anyone who worked for
1: me. Okay, sorry, Sorry. (laughs) we have so much to unpack. Where to begin? Okay, it. Obviously, it is a very interesting way to refer to a human child that you have fathered. The other thing is, it was one of those stupid things that I promised myself never to do. Does he mean impregnating a staff member was one of the things I promised myself never? Never to do? What does he mean? My whole
0: life, I never had anything going with anyone who worked for me. It's like, I'll have (laughs) affairs, but this was
1: the one area, employees. This was my standard. I'd promised myself (laughs) I wouldn't. I promised myself I wouldn't impregnate the housekeeper. What the hell?
0: Naturally, things began to unravel in this conversation. Arnie admitted that he slept with the housekeeper, Mildred, in 1996 when Maria and the kids were away on holiday for a week. He said he was staying at home filming Batman and Robin, while Mildred, their housekeeper of five years, worked at the house as per usual. As for the nitty gritty details, he doesn't actually give that much in the book. He wrote, all of a sudden, we were alone in the guest house. Then he kind of jumped straight to this point. When Mildred gave birth the following <laughs> August, what? she named the baby Joseph and listed her husband as the father. This is what I wanted to believe and what I did believe for
1: years. Scandal. Like, I know this whole podcast is called Scandal, but we've got two married people who are having a baby together on the work clock and they're both just turning a blind eye to it, hoping that this doesn't come back to blow up in their faces. Now, the inference in that passage is that the fling with Mildred was a one-off, like, we had sex one-time kind of thing but mildred actually did a couple of tabloid interviews where more specifics were given in the years since according to an interview that mildred did with hello magazine She said it was a few times 14 years ago. So Arnold's telling us, oh, my wife and family were away on holiday for a week and I was in the guest house and boom, she's pregnant. There's literally no way you're only sleeping with her once. No. Like that just doesn't happen once and then you stop.
0: As for Arnie's motivations to truly fuck his family up by conceiving a baby with an employee, he wrote... I asked myself what had motivated me to be unfaithful and how I could have failed to tell Maria about Joseph for so many years. (laughs) A lot of people, no matter how successful or unsuccessful they are in life, make stupid choices involving sex. You feel you'll get away with ignoring the rules, but in reality, your actions can have lasting consequences. Probably my background and having left home at an early age also had an effect. It hardened me emotionally and shaped my behavior so that I was less careful about intimate things.
1: (sighs) Do we give him a pass for that? Like, I know he had Um, some tough things in his upbringing, but I'm not sure if it quite excuses this. (laughs) I do
0: desperately want to roll my eyes with the caveat that I didn't have a particularly tough childhood, so I don't know how it would affect my propensity to have affairs later.
1: Yes. Now, what's interesting about this story again is that this wasn't the first time that Maria Shriver had asked her husband if Joseph was his child. He denied it at first, Arnold says, because when Maria first came to him and said, Dear husband, do you have a child with our housekeeper? He didn't know for sure if he was the dad. However, by 2011, Maria had gone to Mildred and point blank asked her, is Arnold the father of Joseph? Apparently, Mildred broke down and admitted that yes, he was. So Maria had already spoken about this to the housekeeper. She already knew. She'd done her digging.
0: Arnie says in that therapist's office that he soon realised that Maria knew quite a lot by the time she was confronting him properly about it. He wrote, In any case, very little of what I had to say seemed to be news to Maria. The issue was out in the table and she wanted answers. Why didn't you tell me earlier? She asked. Three reasons, I said. <laughs> god it's insufferable I know. one is that i didn't know how to tell you i was so embarrassed and didn't want to hurt your feelings and didn't want us to blow up two is that i didn't know how to tell you and still keep it private because you share everything with your family <laughs> and then too many people would know three is that secrecy is just part of me i keep things to myself no matter what i am not a person who was brought up to
1: talk he went on I explained that it was my screw-up, that she should not feel it had anything to do with her. I fucked up, I said. You're the perfect wife. It's not because anything is wrong or you left home for a week or any of that. Forget all that. You look fantastic. You're sexy. (laughs) I'm turned on by you today as much as I was on the first date. No one was thinking this was Maria's fault. Literally not. (laughs) Maria's not even thinking to herself, why did I leave home for a week? You know what? As soon as I read that he impregnated Mildred, I thought it might be that Maria wasn't sexy enough. 100%. What a fuck with. Now, you
0: are probably thinking as you're listening to this, when did Arnie find out about Joseph? And two, why did he keep Mildred working in the home 15 years after fathering the child? To answer your first question, Arnie says he found out about Joseph when he was school age. On this, he wrote, I was governor and Mildred was showing her latest photos of him and her other kids. The resemblance was so strong that I realised there was very little doubt that he was my son. While Mildred and I barely discussed it, from then on, I paid for his schooling and helped financially with him and her other kids
1: can that possibly be true can it possibly be true that she happens to be showing him photos he internally clicks that he's looking at a photo of his child and then secretly without ever having a conversation the money the direct deposit how do you even know what the school fees cost how do you know any of this shit without having a conversation that by the by you are joseph's biological dad yeah it's pretty funny i used to lie i know a hundred percent As for
0: why Mildred kept working in the home, he said, I had wanted Mildred to continue working in our home because I thought I could control the situation better that way, but that was wrong too. (laughs) What? The inference in the book is that Maria almost instantaneously requested a separation upon learning the truth, and on this, Arnie wrote, I couldn't blame her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I I guess that's true.
1: (laughs) You might be thinking, okay, so Maria Shriver and Arnold leave the psychologist's office and immediately break the news to their four children. The four children who now have a half-sibling they had no idea about. Not quite. That's actually not what happened at all. In fact, Arnold sat on his hands for four months after knowing... Maria knew about this affair, he only decided to come clean to his kids when a journalist from the LA Times called him with a number of questions about his love child.
0: Yeah, here's how he wrote about that unbelievable decision.
1: (laughs) Knowing that the story would break the next
0: morning, I had to tell my kids. I told Catherine and Christina over the phone because they were in Chicago with Maria for Oprah Winfrey's farewell show. Patrick and Christopher were home with me, so I asked them to sit down and I told them face to face. In each conversation, I explained that I'd made a mistake. I said, I am sorry about it. This happened with Mildred 14 years ago and she got pregnant and now there's a child by the name of Joseph. It doesn't change my love for you and I hope it doesn't change your love for me. But that is what happened. I am terribly sorry about it. Your mother is very upset and disappointed. I will work very hard to bring everyone together again. This is going to be a challenging time and I hope it won't be too awful with the response of other kids at school or the parents when you go to your friends' houses or when you turn on the TV or pick up the paper.
1: (sighs) How did the media find out about this secret love child? Truthfully, we don't know. What we do know is that a few media reports from 2011 often included curious outros like this one from the daily mail it has been claimed shriver who has four children with her estranged husband leaked the story about arnold schwarzenegger's love child because she was so angry with him is there any way that that is true there is a world where it could happen. I'm not convinced it was her. I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone around her. Like her friend. Because for me, I don't know if Maria would be the one to leak this because her children are going to be so affected. Like if you're going to leak this, wouldn't it be so that the world knows what a piece of crap your husband is instead of your own... Like your own children are going to be brought into this. I don't know if Maria would have been the one or if it's like Maria's really pissed off friend who's maybe trying to protect her and have her back. The only thing I can think of is if Arnie just wasn't telling the kids
0: and it was a way to force his hand.
1: Yeah. Because he still hadn't told them by the time the press
0: were calling. That's the only thing I can think of. The media predictably ate this story up. They were also very quick to point out a rather curious timeline. Remember that date we told you to remember about Maria and Arnold's son, Patrick? Well, he was born on the 27th of September, 1997. Turns out Arnold fathered the two sons in the space of one week. (laughs) Joseph was born six days later on October 297.
1: Yeah. In response to the media headlines, Maria Shriver issued a personal statement that read, this is a painful and heartbreak. Breaking time as a mother my concern is for the children i ask for compassion respect and privacy as my children and i try to rebuild our lives and heal i will have no further comment as we mentioned earlier too mildred did a highly publicized
0: interview with hello and in that piece you do feel sorry for her first of all there's the obvious power dynamic between an employee and an employer As is age, I think that's relevant here too. Arnold is 14 years older than she is. He's also a celebrity and he was a celebrity with a wealth of connections and she just isn't. And on top of everything else, it did kind of appear, at least according to Mildred, that this liaison meant different things to both of them. For Arnold, it was sex. For Mildred, it was love. Yeah. She told, hello, I'm not making excuses, but at the time I was intimate with Arnold, I loved him. But I knew he was married and had a family who I cared very much about too.
1: Mildred also revealed in that piece that despite the betrayal, Maria was never nothing but compassionate and kind to her she told hello maria would say things like i'm here if you need to talk i sensed something was up i have so much love and respect for her finally she asked me point blank she was strong she cried with me and told me to get off my knees we held each other and i told her it wasn't arnold's fault that it takes two i can't believe that maria shriver was so strong that in the moment of finding out her husband had fathered a love child, with their housekeeper. She said, I'm here for you. Let's get through this together. That's a pretty incredible display of compassion. Yeah, it's ridiculously strong and incredibly
0: empathetic. It also does say to me, though, two things. Firstly, that I think Maria subconsciously always had a hunch Mm -hmm. and always had a hunch that something had happened between Arnie and Mildred and the shock factor wasn't there anymore. And secondly, it kind of says to me that maybe she resented arnold regardless that she didn't even like him that much because if you have compassion for this woman you're assuming that he's the bad
1: player out of these two so you must not even like him that much so right you must know that he is such a piece of work that anyone who comes into this kind of contact with him you feel some level of sympathy for. i think as well to be honest guys we'll put photos up on our instagram page You cannot look at Joseph, Arnold's son, and not see a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like these two, when Arnold would say it was like a a mirror image of him, it's accurate. He looks so much like Arnold, it's hard to not see it. I agree. Now,
0: if a story about a love child wasn't bad enough, in June that year, so a month after all these revelations came out, More revelations came out too. (laughs) This time, actress Bridget Nielsen, who starred alongside Arnold in Red Sonja in 1985, said she had an affair with Arnie when he was dating Maria Shriver just
1: the year before they married. Yeah, here's a passage from Bridget Nielsen's book. I was naturally very flirty, and maybe there was already something there because of our roles in the movie. I don't know. We were supposed to be in love on screen. Away from the cameras, superstar Arnold was charming, kind, and confident in himself. Very down-to-earth, though his body always seemed impossible. You couldn't ignore it when we were running around half-naked in our battle gear. He was so out of proportion it was crazy. I can't say that the look did much for me, but he was an incredible sight." (laughs) What do you mean? I can't say the look did much for me. You're telling us that you boinked off camera. Boinked? Yeah, that is
0: what she's saying. I don't think she used the word boink though. She went on. The two of us had energy between us, not only as actors, but also as two real people. What started as fictional characters became part of us. It was also hardly news in Hollywood that two people working in the charged atmosphere of a film set might get into some inappropriate situation. That was just the way it was. It started with long conversations about everything and anything. Work was tiring and the intensity didn't just evaporate as shooting finished. At length, it channeled itself into an outrageous affair and we we both knew that when the film was finished, so were we. Time was limited, so we didn't hold back. We really made the most of it. The set lights would barely be off before we disappeared to do our thing. We wanted time to ourselves and we wanted to try everything. And when we were alone, that's exactly what we did.
1: Sorry. I love that actors on one hand try to say... Don't read into the chemistry you see on camera. That's just acting and it's our job. And I know that some actors would be able to do that. It would be very hard for a partner of an actor to read anything close to this from Bridget Nielsen and not be jealous. It's like the chemistry you see on camera, of course, translated off camera. Well fictional characters became part of us as if there wasn't any line. I also think that's just like absolving guilt. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we were just acting out what the characters within us wanted to do. Also, Marie didn't even get a mention. She wasn't like, by the by... Maria was with Arnold at the time, like we were doing something kind of immoral.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one month after this affair did make headlines, news broke that Maria Shriver had engaged high-profile celebrity lawyer Laura Wasser and was finally filing for divorce. Now, I think if we want Maria to have had any divorce lawyer. It was certainly Laura Wasser. Listeners of Scandal might remember her name from our episodes on Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. She's also represented Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Heidi Klum and Kelly Clarkson.
1: Yeah, Arnold didn't confirm the affair with Bridget Nielsen until a year later when he did release the memoir that we've quoted a lot throughout this episode. But yes, he does admit he had an affair with Bridget Nielsen as well. In the book, he wrote this, the biggest complication of Red Sonja for me was Red Sonja. I got involved with Bridget Nilsen, and we had a hot affair on the set. Bridget had a personality filled with laughter and fun mixed with a great hunger for attention. After the shoot, we travelled in Europe for a couple of weeks before parting ways. I went home, assuming our fling was over. In January, however, Bridget came
0: to LA to do the looping of a movie, the recording of a dialogue that makes it clearer on the soundtrack, and announced that she wanted to continue a relationship. We had to have a serious talk, Bridget. This was on the set. I told her it was fun over there, but it wasn't serious. <laughs> I'm already involved with the woman I want to marry. I hope you understand.
1: You're not just involved with her, Arnold. At this point, you've been with her for eight years. Genuinely. Also, <laughs> been for eight years. It's also like
0: gaslighting Bridget to be like, Bridget, are you ridiculous? <laughs> He said that he told her as well that if she was looking for a relationship with a Hollywood star, there are guys around who are available and they will flip over you, especially with your personality.
1: He also wrote, She wasn't thrilled, but she accepted it. Sure enough, later that year, she met Sylvester Stallone and it was love at first sight. I was happy for her that she'd found a good partner. The fling with Bridget Nielsen underlined what I already knew. I wanted Maria to be my wife. <laughs> like I had an affair and I feel more in
0: love with Maria. <laughs> now, Maria and Arnie's divorce took 10 years to go through, which is just a mammoth amount of time. It's hard to know exactly what took that long beyond knowing that Arnie actually always wanted to get back with Maria. In his 2012 memoir, he wrote, Although Maria and I remain separated as of this writing, I still try to treat everyone as if we are together. Maria has a right to be bitterly disappointed and to never look at me the same way again the public nature of our separation makes it doubly hard for us to work through it the divorce is going forward but I still have the hope that Maria and I can come back together as husband and wife and as a family with our children no there was no chance
1: no he must be delusional (laughs) so what about Maria what does she think about all of this Truthfully, she has said so very little over the years. She did release a book called I've Been Thinking in 2018, but it's not like this is a memoir. It's more a collection of... I would say almost meditations poems musings about life generally she doesn't directly address arnold and his affairs but she does focus a lot on the concepts of grieving something you've lost and accepting someone's mistakes for example one passage we found in maria's book was it takes courage to push up against the way it is or the way it has been it takes courage to push back and be creative with the gift of life but that's exactly what building a life of your own requires thinking outside the box, being creative, being flexible, facing the fear of the unknown, stepping into it and being willing to start over. Several years ago, I found myself having to recreate my own life. I had to step into the unknown and sit there. It was terrifying. I can't tell you I enjoyed it, but I can say I learned that I could reimagine, reconstruct and rebuild my life. And every day I continue to do it. In another chapter, she wrote about how
0: across her life she realized that she does deserve better than she has received. She wrote, what do you deserve? That's up to you. I can only answer with what I've come to believe I deserve. I deserve to be happy. Much of that is in my control, but just knowing that I deserve it has helped me be happier. And being treated kindly and respectfully starts with how I treat myself. I deserve to have my boundaries respected. I deserve to live in a safe place. I deserve to love and be loved." (sighs)
1: In the years since, Maria and Arnold appear to be on cordial terms and they do reunite to support their kids here and there. They posed for a photo together a few months ago to celebrate their son Patrick's birthday. Maria was also at Arnold's birthday party in July 2020. They posed for family photos together. It also does appear for the record that Arnie is now on pretty good terms with his now not
0: so secret son, Joseph, the now 25-year-old who is the crux of this whole story. In 2021, Arnie he posted about joseph's birthday on instagram and included three photos of the two of them hanging out he wrote in the caption happy birthday joe i am so proud of you and i love you you are crushing it in the gym in your real estate career and in acting i know this will be another fantastic year joe replied in the comments thank you dad i love you too and that's where we leave it i mean the very least thank god that there's still a lot of love around in terms of Joseph is looked after. Yep. Arnie's kids seem all right. Maria and Arnie seem on good terms, but truthfully, I'm not sure I would have the same level of dignity, grace, and grace that Maria mm. Shriver has. So what a story. What a story. What a guy. And I don't mean that in a positive way. (laughs) I never thought you did. The memoir is interesting. I wouldn't even recommend reading it. I think we've given
1: you all the bits you need. You don't need to read the memoir. Don't give him any royalties from that book. Buy Maria's book. It's very floaty, but it is a bestseller. So maybe if you want some affirmations in your life, support maria
0: yeah she's probably the better one out of the two this episode was researched by you and i michelle and as you mentioned before we will put a bunch of photos on instagram to give you a more you know visual insight into the story we will of course be back in your ears on thursday for another wrap in the week that was in pop culture all right guys bye